our super super dedicated listeners might recall me sounding a little bit low energy last week. I think I even mentioned, yeah, I was feeling under the weather. Um, well, it turned out I had the Rona and continue to have the Rona. Yep, Todd's got it. I tested positive yesterday, and I continue continue to feel like absolute ass. Yep, now it's just TikTok to see if I get it or not. So <laughs> far, so good, but... Yeah, Alex did test negative. It's pretty amazing. We shall um, see. I don't know how. At the moment, I'm like, I've mixed an awesome drunk cocktail so I could get through the pod because I'm a champion podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> right now, I'm on Tylenol, Benadryl, caffeine, and cannabis. That's a perfect cocktail. Yep, that is that is a perfect cocktail. Right? Everything you need to stay focused. Yeah, and also, I just ate some really spicy, hot noodle, Thai noodle soup. Yep, that's Seaf- perfect seafood, as well. Spicy seafood noodle soup. Open up the sinuses. It, you all don't even know how much that soup hit the spot. I kept saying it to Alex. Yeah, he's been asking about some kind of hot soup for a few days. <laughs> it's true. I finally got my hot soup. Anyway, long story short, I'm not going to break down my uh, ongoing list of symptoms because that's so that's like so 2020 podcasting. <laughs> yeah, to, right. Go to like give a Talking personal about it. breakdown of their symptoms. Update. Yeah. COVID um, update. Everyone's been through that. We don't need to hear it again. Because I've been so sick and so fatigued and just kind of depressed, it's so gray and shitty outside, too. Yeah, the weather has also been horrible here. Yeah. Um, I think it's so crazy how obsessed I'm with this show, uh, The Last of Us. Have you started watching that at all yet? I haven't started with The Last of Us yet. (laughs) It's a post-apocalyptic, essentially pandemic uh, zombie show. Yeah. Which, of course, you say that and everyone just immediately is like, no, I've had more more than enough of that. Yeah. But it's so different, dude, and it's so good. And every episode is just so surprising and amazing. Um, It's so fucking bleak. I can't believe that I still want to watch it when I feel like this. Yeah. But I don't know. It's just so fucking well made that I can't stop watching it, dude. Yeah, I've only heard rave reviews. And, I mean, the game's always intrigued me. Yeah, the game got the same reviews. Yeah. When it came out, people weren't like this is... um, I guess I'm not gonna say they weren't like this is a great game. They were, but they were very specifically like this is a new level of storytelling in video games. Yeah, they yeah. said that about you know. So it's no surprise to gamers, I think, that this show is getting the kind of acclaim that it's getting. Yeah, I think Last of Us fans are not surprised at all. They're no, obs- they've always been obsessed. With- There's a huge like fan base for that game. Yeah, I've been really smugly satisfied. One of my favorite uh, TV critics, Andy Greenwald um, from The Ringer. Uh, he started watching it for their their podcast, The Watch, and at first he said exactly what I said. He was like, "Ah, I don't know if I need another zombie show, yada yada." And of course, he's come full circle. He's like, "This show's just outstanding in every way." Yeah, yeah. Um, this episode was like, <laughs> it was kind of a fun one. I don't know how many like, you know, what? I'm gonna I'm gonna say if you really really don't want spoilers, skip ahead. I'm not gonna give any key spoilers. Yeah, I never care about spoilers. Anyway, um, but if you're like one of those people that's show. crazy about it, maybe skip ahead like two minutes. 
but this episode was mostly like a fun upbeat one yeah um bella ramsey the girl the young girl in it yeah, you know yeah. uh this is like a friend of hers it, it's a flashback to the earlier days and they discover like a, like a preserved like 90s era mall Oh shit! And so it's like her just being blown away by a mall, by all the aspects of a mall, and so yeah. it's like a lot of fun. And I was watching it, and I was so fucking fatigued from COVID, and I was just like, God damn, I just want everything to go right. Can they just have a nice day? Yeah. Can they just have one? And you know, from the context of the story, that it's definitely doesn't end well. Yeah, of course, <laughs> of course, it's gonna end horribly because um, it's a flashback, and yeah, the character she's with is not in the present day, so yeah, it's not a spoiler to say it's gonna end badly. Yeah, but yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, for fuck's sake, Last of Us, just give me this one. Give one episode um, of joy, regardless of which way it ended up going. It was still, it's the like one of the best things. It's got to be the best thing going right now. <laughs> Such a good show. Dude. Yeah, yeah, absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, I need to dive in finally. Yeah, you should. It's so good. Maybe I'll start tonight. Aside from that, I'm not watching anything current, though, so I guess it's not really valid of me to say it's the best thing going. I'm not really keeping up on a lot of stuff right now. Yeah, I don't think I'm watching anything current at the moment. I keep rewatching Star Trek Strange New Worlds because it's kind of the Star Trek that fans have been begging for ever since the next generation ended, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, And they finally gave it to us in... It's sacrilege, but I almost want to say it's like better than I not. I can't say it's Uh-oh. better than next. Oh, but it's as good as any Trek I've seen. It's so every episode is flawless. Um, yeah, Trek, well, Trekkie's gonna be pissed. Well, what I was thinking about, and no Trekkie can argue this, is that I think it's the first perfect season of Star Trek ever, because oh. all the great Star Trek series, yeah. they all have terrible have filler episodes yeah, that are yeah. just like borderline unwatchable. Yeah. All of them do. My favorite ones. I mean, TNG, almost every show has DS Nine. Yeah, because they had long ass seasons back then, like twenty six episodes yeah, a it's season. Ridiculous. Um, and so uh, Strange New Worlds comes out with. 10 episode season but it's just like a heavy Perfect. hitter dude yeah every episode just bangs yeah it's nice when they condense it they have to condense it the story has to be all action yeah i mean they introduce a whole new crew um and kind of it's kind of a, its own era of trek because it's sort of a prequel to everything that happens in the modern era of trek anyway yeah. they nailed it dude. it's so good that's um, awesome but that's not news. <laughs> um, should, should we talk news? Should we move on to the on to we soccer? Can, we can get on to the footy. All right. Um, let's uh, let's start with Tottenham hosting Chelsea. We're gonna start with the Premier League. We know there was a cup game this weekend. Yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Yes. We'll get to that. So uh, yeah, def- by far, I think the biggest match of the weekend was Tottenham hosting Chelsea. Yeah, as far as like the names go, when you look at it on paper, like looking at the list of fixtures for the weekend, that it stands out. Um, I think everyone was kind of hoping or expecting Chelsea to put up a fight and maybe, you know, this could kickstart their season or, um, but to be fair to Tottenham, they did not give a shit about that. They Yeah. I think people are still just seeing the line, this Chelsea lineup. I mean, like it has to click sometime, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it, it showed no sign of it again. No, uh, it Tottenham are well pretty lackluster the entire time. Um, the game itself wasn't overly exciting. No, uh, no. Well, you know, Tottenham didn't score until the second half. Yeah. Um, they looked on top in the first half, but mostly just because Chelsea just weren't offering any kind of anything in attack. Yeah. So it, it wasn't so much like a really impressive dominant display as just as like they were being allowed to kind of have their way. Yeah, and they got their goals. Yeah, second half goals from uh, two homegrown boys. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Ali Skip. Ali Skip. I think, I think that's his first goal, right? His first Premier League goal. 
At least this season, maybe. Yeah, I don't. I have no idea to be honest. But I it, it was a banger, though. I just remember the the uh, commentary. I feel like he was saying it was his first. Oh, okay. That's cool. it was a banger, though. Yeah, it was a great goal. Um, from a a bad Enzo Fernandez clearance, it should be noted. Yeah, sloppy clearance from Fernandez from about the goal line, landed at the foot of Skip about twenty yards out, and he just smashed it. Yeah, um, great hit. Second goal was a Harry Kane header. He kind of tapped home at the far post from a flicked header Yep, off a corner. It was a pretty professional performance for Tottenham. Yeah, they just did what they had to do. Um, yeah. Chelsea obviously had the ball toward the end trying to get goals, but they had no cutting edge at all. No, not that. Um, um, I don't know if it's worth mentioning. There was a little flare-up in the first half. Um, it was kind of a funny refereeing bundle again, or uh, bumble. Yeah. What's the word I'm looking for? Um, in which ZH was shown a red, and then it was rescinded. Um, and he was shown a yellow. But, yeah, but the people, it was not clear whether he was already shown a yellow before that. Correct. Yes, because the original tackle he pulled a yellow out for, but he was never officially shown that yellow. Right. Um. NBC, I, I just saw, did a really good kind of recap that pointed out they, by their analysis, they think the ref did intend to give the original yellow to Havertz. There was a oh. lot of online speculation that the uh, ref made a mistake giving that yellow to Havertz, that that was supposed to go to ZH. Yeah. And so the, his second yellow should have still resulted in a red. But you can see, actually, okay. when you rewatch it, that the ref is originally looking over Ziyech's uh, shoulder at Havertz, um, and he's on his way walking toward Havertz with the card um, when the shove happens, yeah, oh. which redirects his attention to Ziyech. Anyway, I said okay. it's probably not worth okay. talking about, and we just spent a minute. No, I mean, it's, inter- it's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah it, was it was definitely a, a, a flare-up in the game. Sure. It was a, yeah. a moment that could have changed the game completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the end, it, it did not. Yeah. Um, 10 or 11 men, Chelsea are pretty inept at the moment. Yeah, it's pretty sh- – it's shocking. Um, you know, there's a funny stat I heard after that game. Three goals in, in 10 games for Chelsea. They've scored three goals in their last 10 games in all competitions. And they spent a lot of Oof. money on attacking players. That's bleak, dude. Yeah, that's very bad. Um, You know, talk about Potter being forced out is actually starting to gain some traction. Yeah. It wasn't long ago on this pod I said that is nonsense. Yeah. I, I like thought for sure he'd see it at least until the start of next season. Yeah, get him a, um, like, tra- another transfer window in the summer. Yeah, but momentum really seems to be building a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's the results just aren't there. And you can't – I mean, where are they at? There's, they're sitting 10th. Well, look, Liverpool are, are people are dancing on our grave, and they're yeah. um, if we win our game in hand, they're eight points behind us. <laughs> yeah, so it's I a mean, big um, gap. considering, yeah, it's tough, dude. Considering um, we're having the season we're having, and we haven't spent a dime, they just spent half a billion dollars on players. Um, yeah, it's it's a messy situation. I don't want to be too reactive because I do think I still think they made smart smart buys. They did. And I really like Graham Potter. Yeah, so I agree. I, I think if they can be patient and hold it together, um, it can all still recover. Yeah. It's just a matter of not letting it get so toxic yeah. that you can't recover from it. That's the hardest part is the egos. Yeah, I think we've already said this. But, yeah, Bowley said something about ending the era of player power at Chelsea. Yeah. But when you spend that much money on these players, they sort of just – fundamentally have that power yeah you know yeah it's pretty it's yeah that's a tough situation 
Oh, oh yeah. One last note on on Chelsea is that I also saw reports this week that they're none too impressed with uh, Jao Felix <laughs> with their low, like, super expensive loanee. Um, I hope that's true. Yeah, and yeah, me and Alex were both like, ah, oh, I hope so. I we really don't want them to exercise an option to purchase. No, him. I was hoping we would swoop in after a loan and go back in for him. I would love him to be <laughs> on the open market this summer for sure. <laughs> yeah, as yeah, if Liverpool yeah. spend the money. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you never know. Yeah. Um, now let's move on and talk Everton Aston Villa. Um, this yes. was a, this was a huge game for Everton, obviously. Yeah, massive. Um, at home at Goodison, where they're really gonna be relying on that crowd to push them over the line this year. Yeah. Uh, didn't go their way this, this week. Did not go their way. Um, fairly, like, even contest, I feel like, in the, for the most part. I would say it even skewed Everton's way. Yeah. Um, my first note is that I think Everton fans will feel really unlucky that they didn't get anything out of this. Yeah. They had their moments. Um, they did. There were some really poor efforts on goal from them. Yeah, they didn't have any really decisive attacking play, but they certainly had their moments. Emmy made some big saves. He did. He um, did. Tyrone Mings cleared that ball off the line. That's true. It was, you know, again, it was a scrambled like rebound, rebound kind of bundled attempt. Yeah. But it was in a, it was there, and Mings had to deal with it. He and did. He, he cleared it right off the line. Easily could have so went. Everton had their chances, um, and I still think they're showing it enough that they're going to stay up. Yeah. Um, you know. He's that, definitely getting it together. He's energizing them. They're still going to have their moments, but because clearly they're rattled. But yeah, it does um, seem like they're trending in the right way. Villa's second goal from Buendia was pretty sick. Did you see it? It was a nice goal. Just a, a sharp nice dribble goal. to the near post, beat Pickford near post. I like that hard near post finish. Yeah. I, um, who was the center back? Was it Connor Cody? I, I feel like it was again. I think it he, was. Like, he is just not closing down attackers on that side. He's leaving Pickford. He's hanging Pickford out to dry yeah, a little bit. He did. Um, but it was a, a really quick dribble. It was. It was sharp a smooth cut. feet. Yeah. yeah. Really sharp cut. Yeah. Um, Buendia is a good player. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so huge, huge win. Um, Everton nil, Aston Villa two. And Villa needed that win too. They weren't on a great run. No, they that been Emory for sure. needed that. Yeah. A big away win for them. That's that's huge. Yeah. Um with the other results around them at the table, that put Everton back in the relegation zone. Um unfortunately for them, uh West Ham came up with a big win this weekend. Big win, yeah. Do you want to talk about that one? I didn't see it. Yeah. Watching that game, you would not think West Ham are where they are. You know, they they look like West Ham over the last like few years, where they're like a pretty solid mid-table team. They can put on a performance. They're in control for the most part. Forrest had a couple moments, but they didn't really offer a whole lot in the game at all. And then the goals were actually super funny. So the goals didn't come till late. Uh, so seventy-first minute, Danny Ings gets the first goal. Nice. Um, just super funny, weird bounces. Uh, it literally it's it's two minutes later. But if there wasn't a VAR check on the first one, uh, it would have been like twenty seconds later. Another one, another cross into the box, another funny like bundled finish from Ings. <laughs> within like two, yeah, within a minute, they're like yeah. two goals ahead. Uh, that's funny. Um, unlucky. Yeah, and the forest was they were just rattled, completely rattled. Hmm. And then Declan Rice, who actually looks. I hate to admit he looked pretty good. Oh boy! Except I'll tell you what—he scored an absolute beauty, curler into the top corner. But his little runoff celebration and his terrible haircut—I <laughs> was like, oh, God, what's his haircut look like these days? It's his just a really haircut? bad like fade yeah. up on the sides, okay. and it's really short at one point, and it just—it looks—it looks like this normal haircut, but dorkier than normal. 
This episode of Soccer Situations is brought to you by Littlefoot Coffee. I mean, what can I say about Littlefoot Coffee? Um, They're not just friends of the pod, they're family of the pod, quite literally. Um, Alex started Littlefoot years ago after more than a decade of roasting experience, um, roasting coffee for some of the hottest, most fashionable, and uh, most importantly, tasty specialty coffee roasters in America. My favorite thing about it is that it's just really high-grade coffee without a drop of pretense. You're not going to find a bunch of weird, savory notes that the roaster is passing off as intentional. It's just really sweet, comforting flavors that everybody wants in their coffee. And now, for a limited time only, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com. Promo code SITUATIONS. Once again, you can get 15% off at littlefootcoffee.com using the promo code SITUATIONS. Um, But yeah, it was bad. Uh, I think both of our clubs have been linked with him. Yeah, exactly. That's why I'm like, ah. We did just talk about the players. Once you see them in their shirt, How suddenly it changes. completely changes your perception of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see. He disgusts me right now, but if he's if he's in the red and white, I might. I'd be. Like, Alex eh. has pulled one of the most miraculous uh, uh, turnarounds in in human history in his perception of Jorginho. <laughs> Jorginho, I love Jorginho now. <laughs> it's amazing. I hated that man so much. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Oh man, I hated him. Um, yeah, and then West Ham just kept piling it on. They got a fourth. Mikel Antonio, who hasn't scored in a long time, got a nice towering header. Uh, he didn't celebrate, which I had no idea that he was a former Nottingham Forest player. Yeah, I don't know strange. when he was there. I couldn't tell you. But yeah, it looked like that was a fun game. Some good goals, some funny goals. I always like a super quick uh, goals back-to-back, especially for a funny player like Ings. Yeah. Just watching Danny Ings celebrate is very funny to me. <laughs> Why? What about Danny He's Ings? just a funny, funny little troll, you know? He is kind of a funny little troll, right? He looks like definitely He's a so... guy you would see at a British pub. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Like in just covered in tattoos, just super British face. Like, I'm trying to think, what do British people like him do? Like, would he be playing darts? I don't know if that's posh or not. Though. I don't know. Would he be playing snooker? They is do that like, posh? Yeah, that is, I feel like that's posh. I feel like it's just pool. Like, yeah, different basically. Different balls. It is. Completely out of order. Do you want to rewind to the um, Arsenal-Leicester game? Ooh, yeah, we can talk about Arsenal-Leicester. What was your favorite moment of that game? <sighs> oh, my well, God. Well, the game ended 1-0 to the Arsenal, so I guess I could guess what your favorite moment would be. Yeah, I mean, so looking back at this game now, I feel it feels like it was such an easy win, mm-hmm. even though it was only 1-0. Sure. But the, like during the game, I felt like this was so stressful and tense. But then I looked, and Leicester has one shot and zero on target. I think I heard that they had the lowest XG of any Premier League team so far in a game. Yeah, I distinctly <laughs> remember feeling like they weren't any threat whatsoever. I feel like it's just um, the you know the pressure of us having to get the points. Yeah, I didn't realize that you felt that way watching it, because what I was seeing was they were offering nothing. They I know horrible. when Vardy came on, I was kind of <laughs> joking with you, like, uh-oh, Jamie yeah. Vardy, Alex, I mean, he's done it to out. us before, so yeah, it's always a funny... But I was definitely being jokey about it, because yeah. they weren't offering shit. No, it was... They were... They had nothing. They were yeah. toothless yeah. going forward. I mean, everyone was saying, like, maybe that's James Madison. You know, is he that much of an influence on that team? Oof. 
If that's, he is, uh, that's trouble. That's a hell of an indictment if you're that. Yeah, because yeah. that's not a reliable dude. Yeah. Um. Um. And we were uh, there were some moments in the game though. We were robbed of a cracker from Trossard. Beautiful, beautiful strike taken yeah. away by some antics of Ben White. Some shenanigans going on in the box, <laughs> yeah. holding on to the keeper's hand. I had to point it out to Alex. He wasn't having it. No, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. I'm like Alex. Ben White I, didn't do anything. Uh, Alex, look at his other hand. He's, no, he's, 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 they're literally holding hands like they're skipping down the sidewalk. I mean, hey, <laughs> you got to say if that was a pre-VAR era, that's top level. Defend or top level shenanigans. One hundred percent. That is yeah. top level shenanigans. Yeah. You could barely tell he was. We're holding talking Premier League two thousand six. You're laughing at that. Yeah, he's, he's getting away with that all day. <laughs> <laughs> also, I still would say that that word punch was going to be weak either way. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it didn't even look like he was trying to lift that arm. You no, know he mean? could have easily shrugged him off. Yeah, but it wasn't convincing. Oh well. Yeah. Tross, poor Trossard. He was having a good game too. He deserved his goal. Yeah. But he got an assist. Oh, that's good. He gets a little consolation prize. Yeah, he gets a little consolation. It was a good assist. That's cool. Nicely, t- nicely timed ball, through ball to Martinelli, who slid it home, and then didn't get to celebrate because he was stomped on by the defender. <laughs> so he was just laying on the ground holding his knee. We didn't really get to celebrate a goal in that game. No, it was disappointing. Yeah. Saka also had one ruled out for offsides. <sighs> yeah. One nil points on the board. Points on the board. That's exactly it. Professional win. Yeah, I'll take it all day. Um, It's positive. Partey's back, so he got some minutes. Oh yeah, it's big. That's big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Important. In a weekend of like a lot of mediocre games, I don't know if it's even worth talking about the most mediocre game I've seen in a long time: Crystal Palace and Liverpool. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was a dud of a game for sure. Yeah, I think I. I mean, we don't even need to talk about the game because literally nothing happened. I only want to rant a little bit because James sent me a YouTube video that was just titled Should Liverpool Sack Klopp with all capitals and like six exclamation <laughs> points. And I, you know, that just fires me up. Yep, you get fired um, up about that. You're not going to stand for that. No, I won't stand for it, dude. Like, it's so obvious to me that this team is broken down. And that's yeah. the problem. It's the squad that's the issue, you know? Um, I don't think there's any, any denying that, you know? Again, Klopp has been redlining this team. Last year, we. I feel like I'm becoming like yeah. that person that repeats this, but we yeah. literally became the first team in history to play every possible competitive game last year, you know? Yeah. But it was like, did it by stealing a multi-million dollar military aircraft and flying it in such a manner that it may never be airworthy again. <laughs> Am I right? Dude? Yeah, exactly. That's like straight from cyclone, man. The team is busted. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And um, it's I physical mean, and it's mental and, and we need to be refreshed. So, like, yeah. like, you know, I've always been an FSG apologist, but this really comes down to the squad needing to be refreshed and this mm-hmm. being a really make or break summer for FSG's commitment. Yeah. Yeah. This will be the time you see it. Yeah. Really, the only thing you could ever say that w- with Klopp, and I don't think this is a real thing. I don't think you, you can he can't do this, but like. You could say, like, well, if your players aren't able to play that way, do you adapt to play a more conservative way to, right. like, right. you know, defend more and play a counter or something? But I just don't think – it's not in his nature to do that. Um, and it's not in the team's nature. They're not built for that that's either. That's true. That is true. Um, I'll say that I think he has attempted to yeah. a little bit, but the team just looks disjointed no matter what. Yeah. Um, they really seem – and and this does circle back to Klopp. You're right. Um, 
they seem unable to adapt. Like we started the season playing a lot of four four two, and the team seemed to have no idea what they were doing, especially in the midfield. Yeah. Um, but that's another kind of repeating refrain right now is um, the issue keeps resonating out of the midfield. I think yeah. we're seeing no matter what formation he rolls out. Obviously, we have had problems all over the pitch. Yeah. But it seems like... More in the midfield. It all, I think, yeah, is like ripple effect outward from having a really shaky midfield. This week, we feel that Milner, Henderson, and Keita... Um, yeah. Milner's a journeyman. I love the dude, but he's got no pace. Yep. Um, Henderson's past it. Dude. He can't play alongside Henderson, that's for sure. Uh, I don't even want to talk about Henderson blocking what would have been our winning goal of the game <laughs> in the most awkward kick. way possible. Um, it actually reminded me of one time, like a childhood humiliating memory that like kind of springs up every now and then and you just get embarrassed and run in the face yeah. for no reason yeah. when I did exactly that, um, in hockey practice, not even in a game, but in like a scrimmage, um, we were practicing screens and I blocked someone's shot like that. And the goalie made fun of me. They were like, thanks man. <laughs> and I was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and that's, that's what so Henderson funny. did. I know. Isn't that funny? Wow. Um, but anyway, <laughs> what was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. That's I really funny. childhood that's trauma funny. out. The midfield's a mess, dude. So we'll see what happens with uh, the summer rebuild. Yeah. Let's move on. We had a cup final this weekend. Old power versus new power. There's so many like very obvious ways to stack this story. Yeah, and it it seems like a very classic matchup too. Yeah. I don't know something about the way they're like the black and white stripes and the red like they're oh the solid red. For, oh like, yeah. The and two just like old, the huge two clubs. old ink yeah. Even though Newcastle haven't won a trophy in and both fan bases are just idiots, maniac fan bases. <laughs> so did you see the one massive dude with his shirt off, of course, screaming for the, the Newcastle? Yeah, the NUFC tattoo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, amazing, classic Newcastle stuff. Newcastle fans never let you down. Nope. Um, I followed Pete Donaldson from the Football Rambles journey to Wembley pretty closely on social media. Oh, nice. Uh, I love Petey, and I'm happy for him. Um, I think everybody knows how I feel about the Saudi takeover. It's fucking horrific. Yeah. And I kind of want Newcastle to get relegated, even yeah. though that's a pipe dream now. Um, but when you see it through the eyes of someone like Pete, it's impossible not to just like be Somebody happy who's for like him. born and raised in it. Yeah. Yeah, you can't. That is one thing you have to say as an American fan. You, you can never really fully understand yeah no no he we'll suffered so that. much dude He's, yeah he was so i mean happy. that club has been through shit yeah the worst of the worst big time shit yeah um and ran to the ran into the ground by poor management over and over again right um so yeah i mean happy for the fans right annoying how it's happening uh to be fair to them though weirdly they've been the most conservative of all of the new ownership coming into the league as far as purchasing going. So far, yeah. It seems like they at least so far they've been like kind of smartly buying to get them stabilized. Right. But then now we'll see if they go crazy. At some they made point. a really smart managerial appointment in Eddie Howe rather than going for a Carlo a Ancelotti, or, yeah. you know. And uh yeah, so far it seems like they're making steady progress. They've yeah. had a great. They're kind of falling away now. Um, in the media, media end of the season. Um, am I right to say they have one win in their last seven? Yeah, they've been struggling. I it's think. been tough. A lot of draws. I don't know the exact, but that's bad. Uh, but they they're definitely um, they've fallen firmly out of the title race, and their uh, Champions League place is really in trouble now too. Yeah, um, they sit in fifth at the moment. Um, let's let's get on to the game. Yeah, a lot of the game, um, the buildup was about uh, Newcastle's third choice keeper, formerly Liverpool's fifth choice goalkeeper, uh, Loris Karius. Yeah. Um, and you know, I don't know how serious I want to be about this, but like, 
people were so excited to see him be fucking tragic that it kind of made me mad a little bit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Not just as a as a Liverpool fan defending a former player, but someone with like mental health issues that has been through traumatic events like that. Yeah. That's essentially what you're celebrating. You have to realize this dude yeah. had a horrific traumatic event. You have to recognize that he was actually one of the top goalkeeping prospects in Europe before that happened to him. Yeah, he was a great keeper. People were fighting for his signature. Yeah. Um, he was expected to take over as Liverpool's number one. Um, that happened, and he just mentally collapsed, completely fell apart. It derailed his life. Yeah, so I feel sad tragic. about that. I don't want to lecture too much, but like that is on my mind when I hear that story. You know, hundred um, percent. In the end, it ended up not being much of a story. He didn't really have any howler moments. Yeah, there was nothing. I, the goals weren't his fault at all. No, and nothing he, he, he had done. a couple of good saves. Um, yeah, in the second half, he charged down Bruno Fernandez uh, to stop a pretty good chance. Yeah, it was good. I mean, it was good. It would have been nice to see him win to see that wrapped up, but it was good to see him back and playing at a good level. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to earn him a starting spot in a relevant team. I don't know if he was that convincing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. He might, maybe he drops down to the championship or something yeah. and finds his level or finds his game again. I guess I, in the end, I was just relieved that it didn't pan out the way everyone was hoping. Yeah. I didn't want to see an error from him yeah. in that game or a soft goal. Right. But to focus on, uh, the game a little bit to talk about Manchester United, um, Obviously, their resurgence is kind of the story of the season outside of the title race, I think. Yeah. Is that fair to say? I'd say so. In England, definitely so. Yeah, 100%. Um, and I think right now to talk Man United is to, is to talk about Casemiro. Yeah. He's been their player of the season, um, and he scored the first goal in this game. Yeah, beautiful header. Super dominant header, just powering through the pack, which I think is perfect representation of him as a player in general yeah yeah in his head his big he's kind of got a block head too yeah yeah <laughs> yeah he looks like a just a bull just, yeah just, you can't um, stop that man no you can't um you always um when a team is on a rebuild you always talk about you hear them talk about wanting players with a winning mentality you know yeah yeah he just embodies that so so intensely yeah 100 percent. um he didn't care that this was like the smaller tier cup at all he was like no. i haven't won this yet and i want to win it yeah i gotta give it to united that whole team in general for that yeah no one looked like that was a carabao cup final and they were going to take it easy. United hadn't won a trophy in like five plus years, six years. Yeah, that's huge that, for them. That was they were not taking it lightly. Dude. Yeah, yeah, um, that trophy meant a lot, and you could see it in the celebrations too. Yeah, yeah, it was huge, dude. Yeah, that was a big one for them. But I mean, Casemiro has been so impressed. It really just it contributes and firms up my theory that the key to building a, to a, a revolution is always a good defensive midfielder. Yeah. I mean, Arsenal's the, the same position way to build around. You got Partey at Arsenal. Yep. You got Conte at title winning Leicester. Yep. Think about Busquets. He tied together Pep's Barcelona mm -hmm. back in the day. Um, Fabinho is when this Liverpool started winning things. Yep. It goes on and on, dude. That is the key position. I'm telling you. It is always. And now Casemiro is um, the foundation of this new Manchester United really providing that base layer for the other United midfielders and the attack to just thrive. Yeah. And, um, and their wingbacks, like they're like Luke Shaw has been. So I can't believe how fast Luke Shaw is after the injuries he's had. Yeah, I know. Right. When he runs yeah. at full speed, I'm like, damn, he really is still that fast. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. He's quick as hell. And, um, you know, we've speculated about, 
their lack of data and recruitment because it seems like Ten Hag is just signing duchies. Yeah. Um, but his signings are panning out super great. You know, yeah. so far yeah. he's killing it. Turns out it was just um, they needed coaching. Anthony's been great. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they just needed the manager that nobody um, was doing, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know enough like about what's going on behind the scenes there to, to know how involved he is in Rashford's resurgence. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, at a certain point when – so many things start going right. You just gather momentum yep. and stuff that was on the fringe of going right just falls into place. Yeah. And they've kind of been just piecing it together piece by piece. You know, yep. they haven't really been, it's not like they've been brilliant this year, but they're no. still, look where they're at in the tight, you know, they're, in the they're, table. they're getting the job done and they're gathering steam and they're, and they're getting better. Yeah. Game by game. Even if they just end it and they're in the top three and, and they win this trophy, that's yeah. it. That's a great year for them. That's a great season for them, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a good building block. Yeah, this is uh, Ten Hawk's first trophy. Yep. Um, I don't think it's going to be his last. Um, Sadly, no. I don't think it will be his last. <laughs> I know. Um, I mean, I just hope he builds a cool team. Yeah. Because I'm going to hate United no matter what. Yeah. But can just please don't be dickbags. I've said, <laughs> yeah, it, it's funny you say that. I think he will. Um I've already said to one of my United friend fans, I can't remember who, in a message. It might have just been like an Instagram message, but, uh, but uh, he is making it easier to respect them again. Yeah, you know, yeah. he really is. Yeah, they've I'll been give an that. absolute joke of a club for the past decade. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. a fucking clown show. But um, yeah, I guess it's time to stop laughing. God damn it. Yep. Unfortunately, our fun <laughs> fun is over. Um, I was excited when their fun was over. And now I'm excited. I'm sad to see our fun. Yeah, whatever. right. Um, my uh, my buddy James like super annoyingly pointed out that we need to discuss their genuine resurgence without bias, and I was like, you know, honestly, James, I'm gonna kill James. Shut up, James. I didn't truly want to believe. It. I didn't let myself <laughs> believe it until very recently. So yeah, yeah <laughs> I was still waiting for the fall off and for me to be happy again. Um, but James, you'll be glad to know uh, on that subject. This this discussion is not the end of it. Um, I'd actually like to tease our first ever podcast guest. Yes. Um, we're going to have a Chicago legend um, and the most OG American United fan I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. On the pod. I mean, he's been so at it. Hopefully we've next week. We've known him is basically as long as we've been watching almost. Th- this guy dates back to the time, I say, when I would go to the pub and there'd be no one else but like 60-year-old British expats. Yeah. Um, yeah. This guy was the the first other American I used to see in the pubs back in the day. Yeah, um, legend. I respect his opinion so much, and um, it is so much easier for me to talk without bias and to say positive things about United when I'm talking to somebody that I like and respect a United fan yeah. that I like. Yeah, you, <laughs> you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. It yeah. like eases the like hatred pressure valve. Yeah, you start. To, it almost takes the blinders off a little bit, like that yeah. blurry vision yeah. of hating them so much. Right. You actually start to see clearly. Yeah. The positives that are in that United yeah. team. It's like uh, all quiet on the rest of France. It's about humanizing the enemy. You know, you're like, oh, exactly. this is a human that I like and respect. Yeah. I yeah. guess I uh, can uh, listen to them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Hope Hopefully we'll have our first guest uh, on next week's episode, if not um, soon. Yeah, and yeah, we'll, that's we'll, exciting. We'll talk United. We'll get some proper United experts on the pod. Yeah. Let's talk upcoming games. We've got some fun midweek games. We've got Arsenal-Everton. Can Arsenal redeem themselves against relegation-threatened Everton? That's the test. At home. You goddamn had better not lose A home game, midweek game at night. you got to think the Emirates is going to be... 
on fire. If y'all lose this, I might start rooting against Arsenal in the title <laughs> race. <laughs> I don't. I. I don't know. I like don't want to get cocky and say it, but I feel like I feel like if there's no chance we're losing this, right? At home, after they beat us, the frustration with the home fans. Yeah, and like Calvert Lewin's out. Well, he gave me the soundbite. There's no way we're losing this. Yeah. So we'll have that at least if they lose. Yeah, it. We'll if be we able do to throw lose, that back everyone can laugh at me. <laughs> but I do feel like there's no way. Yeah, it seems unlikely. Partey is coming yeah. back fit. The team's looking good. Should be easy breezy. Should be. Should be. Uh, much more difficult to call midweek is uh, Liverpool hosting Wolves. Yeah. Um, we've played yeah. Wolves a lot this year, I feel like. Did we play them in two cups or something? Anyway. We must have. They've all been bad games. I think the last time Wolves took us to task for that, was it 3 0, 3 1? I'm not going to bother to look back on those stats. Yeah. Um, that was pretty recently, right? Yeah, it was. I feel like. I, listen, I remember I'm doing that. work to erase these memories, <laughs> Alex. Okay. Um, honestly, I don't know what Liverpool will show up. We put in decent performances um, against Everton and Newcastle recently. Yeah. Um, we had. Absolutely nothing to give against Palace this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, I think Palace defensively is a much sturdier team than Wolves, it seems, at the moment. Yeah, maybe that's fair. I mean, Wolves are 15th, so, you know, they have not been good this year. I just really hope we don't field Milner, Henderson, Keita in the midfield again. Yeah, what's the fitness of the midfield like? I don't think Tiago will be back. I don't know the status on Tiago right now. that, Um, That sucks. Yeah, we'll see. I would predict maybe um, one of the kids will be in the midfield. It'll either be Bassetich or Elliott. Yeah. Maybe both. Maybe both, yeah. Why not both? I wouldn't mind seeing Fabinho, Bassetich, Elliott. We'll see if Darwin can recover from um, a little shoulder problem he's had that kept him out of, uh, yeah, it's a frustrating out of the one. Palace game. Yeah. I feel like that's one of those that's just going to bother him for a while. Yeah, I would the expect. Off-season. I think they might keep him out of this game as well in hopes that they can get it um, – get it good for the second leg of Madrid, even yeah. though that's a long shot. Into the weekend? Yeah, into the weekend. I think our – so the weekend starts with, I think, our – well, and I was going to say the biggest match, but not our biggest match of the weekend, but a big match for the weekend. Yes. Uh, City and Newcastle kick yeah. us off. Massive kickoff. Yeah. I think in most weekends it would be the biggest match of the yeah. weekend. Yeah, I almost said it, but then I looked down and looked <laughs> later. We'll, we'll yeah, get to that, though. There's uh, some headliners down the way. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Newcastle um, will want to bounce back from the disappointment of losing the cup. City's defense has looked particularly vulnerable lately. Yep. This could be a game with some goals. Yeah, it could be. Yeah, we could easily see some some fun goals in this game. Because um, no one's going to sit. I don't think Newcastle's going to sit back against City. <laughs> no, I think they're going to want to put on a show, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. And City have been vulnerable. I think a lot of it's going to depend. They always, I mean, it's a cliche, I guess, but like first goal could set the tone for this game. I'd love to see an end to end just me too, just haymakers. I'd love to see like a two or two or three three. Yeah, I mean, I want to see a draw, obviously, but uh, I'd love to see some drop points and a, a thrill ride to kick <laughs> off the weekend. Right. Some drop points and a thrill ride. Um, after that, um, in the mid mid kickoff slot. There's a lot of like not remarkable games. Do you want to just run down them yeah. real quick? Yeah. So we got Chelsea Leeds. Um, I think that'll be interesting just with Chelsea's form and then Leeds obviously in a desperation battle for to get out of the relegation zone. Right. Uh Arsenal Bournemouth should be fairly straightforward, but we'll see. You know, you know, Bournemouth can put in a game. You know what's funny? 
something about born myth is they're their Bournemouth from like Eddie Howe era yeah. is still in my head all the time yeah. when I think of them. They lost Eddie. And yeah. it's, it's sad because if they go down, that's a club that might stay down. Unfortunately, yeah. You know? Yeah, for a while anyway. It'll take them a long time to climb. Tiny stadium. I don't know if they have the financial resources to claw their way back out of that. Yeah, that's unfortunate. They've been a fun team. Then Villa Palace. Okay. I feel like that'll be a, I feel like that'll be a decent game. I don't know. I was gonna say that that has grind written all over. You it. think? Yeah. I was thinking chaos. Um, just based on um the Villa Everton game and yeah, that's um, true. and the Palace Liverpool game that just happened. <laughs> that ha- those games were both ugly as shit. Palace um, Liverpool was pretty ugly. Yeah, and Villa just barely held in against Everton. So I don't know what to expect from that, but I'm not gonna expect a lot. And then what else we got here? Brighton West Ham. Yeah, that's interesting considering um, West Ham just had a huge result. Yeah, we'll see if it it was a fluke or if they actually have found some form. Yeah, Brighton are on the outer edges of the European spots right now. They could still have an epic season for their club. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they're going to have to keep up that momentum. Then later in the day, Southampton-Leicester, Southampton fighting for their lives. Everyone I I speak to is like, nah, they're done. yeah. I, it's so tight in the bottom five or six. It's hard though. to rule anybody like, out yet. Yeah. Um, but they don't look – there's not a lot of life there. Right. And I don't know what Leicester are playing for in 14th right now. I guess they're kind of avoiding relegation too. They themselves are only three points outside of the zone. Yeah, they haven't been – I mean, they lost their last two. Yeah. It, they had like – it's weird though because they had a moment where it looked like it was coming back for them. Right, and then it fell apart in that second half against United, and then they looked awful against Arsenal. Sunday's huge, um, huge relegation fight uh, in uh, Leeds Everton. I'm sorry, Forest Forest Everton is going to be a big one. Yeah, Um, I guess again, Forest sitting in 13th. It sounds harsh to say they're in the relegation fight, but it's just so tight at the bottom of the table. Yeah, there's not a lot of points. There are only that. four points out of the out of the relegation zone right now. Yeah, that can all flip really easy with a couple of wins from somebody. Yep. One win changes everything right now. Yeah, yeah that's how tight it table. is. Yeah. Um, and then after that, um, we've got... I don't know. I don't want to oversell it, but it's, <laughs> it's a big game. It's Liverpool it's and Manchester game. United. Huge game. <laughs> Traditionally the biggest game. Yeah. Still for me the biggest game. Um, This is a game that hasn't stressed me out in the past few years. Yeah. And traditionally has stressed me out very, very much. Um, And I think it's back because I saw that and I was like, fuck. Um, This is going to be one of those where you you just got to hope Liverpool show up for the moment, for the occasion. Like we did um, against Everton. Yes. You know, these games can pull you out of your slump if you let them. Yep. Um, or they can bury you. Yeah, you know it's a big, big test. This United team is gonna be looking forward to coming to Anfield right now. Yeah, yeah, you know? they're excited. They might even be talking about that five nil at Old Trafford and getting yeah. themselves hyped to give us something like that. Yeah, you know? I'm sure they want it. This is about as close as opportunity as they're gonna get anytime soon. We're a fucking mess right now. I wouldn't be surprised if like someone like their combative coaches that were like showing them clips from that five nodal traffic in, in the up. locker room dude yeah yeah yeah, yeah. they're gonna want to take it to us um and it, yeah i'm terrified yeah the game's always fun the atmosphere is always fun it's always intense teams hate each other it's great yeah it's stressful though
<laughs> yeah, I hate it. It's so funny how innate my hatred for Manchester United is. Um, going back to like my my Manu buddies, that's what it makes it so funny that I have a handful of my most respected soccer friends are Manchester United fans. I know it's funny. Um, but and that's I, where your I pure think they goes. get it. I think they get it because yeah. I know they feel the same way about Liverpool, and I get it from their end. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, you know. Yep. It's a way more genuine hatred than the kind of distaste I feel for Man City. Yeah. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, 100%. That's like yeah. a plasticky distaste that I'm like, ugh. Yeah. Yep. It's There's not like that. I feel my chest clenching with hatred. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> anyway, after that, in case it goes bad, um, we have a nice little digestif on Monday. Yeah, we, yeah. What a treat. This is the lovely little a little finisher on Monday. Brentford hosting Fulham. Yeah, that's going to be a hell of a game. Yeah, right? Both teams are super fun to watch right now. Yeah, both hovering in the lower European spots, too. Yeah, a lot on the line. Definitely mm-hmm. fighting. Yeah, I mean, those European places are huge for those clubs. Yeah, it would be great for either of them to sneak in there. Yeah. Um, Fulham, obviously, a few points ahead. But that game could go either way. And I think either way it goes, it'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Um, Decent weekend of games. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, actually, more than I realized. Yeah. Um, I've been so honestly clocked out with COVID that I, I – it's funny. It's hard for me to imagine that I didn't even realize the Liverpool-Manchester United game was this I know. Weekend. When I scrolled down when we were getting ready to do this, yeah. we were like, let's take a peek at next week's yeah. – or the weekend's fixtures. And I scrolled down, and I was like, oh, well – that's a big one. We haven't even mentioned that even in conversation yet. Yeah, it's crazy. I have not been on it these last couple of weeks. I mean, so, I guess sorry, we, folks. we do have a game beforehand, you know. Right, right. But still. But no, that's usually what I'm looking at a couple of weeks out anyway. Exactly. So I'm off my game. Yeah, that'll happen. Got to step it up. COVID. Um, I think that's about it for this week. Yeah, I think so. Cool. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, Do us a favor and... Spread the podcast any way you can. Um, yes, share the love. Do the reviews and likes. Um, if you know someone that likes soccer, uh, just tell them to listen to one episode. Give us a chance. We're trying to polish it up bit by bit, and um, any help is appreciated. Absolutely. So thanks, y'all. Have a good week. Have a good week, everyone. Soccer? Soccer, Soccer. 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 Situation. Situation.